I'm Roy Lee Lindsay with the North Carolina Pork Council, and I want everyone to remember, bacon makes everything better. Our next guest has become one of the best basketball players in the Atlantic Coast Conference this season, and his personal journey has become an amazing story. He grew up watching a lot of ACC basketball with his family in Cary, North Carolina, just about 10 minutes from NC State's PNC Arena, and he became a high school basketball star at Cary High and then Trinity Christian School in Fayetteville. The summer before his senior year of high school, though, he had no major scholarship offers, none from ACC schools, none from other Division I programs either. His first D1 offer came from Illinois State, and that's where he played his first two seasons of college ball, making the Missouri Valley Conference's all-freshman team his first year, and then the all-Missouri Valley team as a sophomore. He then transferred to Arizona State, where he starred in the Pac-12 for legendary former Duke point guard Bobby Hurley, and he led the Sun Devils to the 2023 NCAA tournament. Last spring, DJ entered the portal again, and this time he signed with his hometown team, NC State, where he has become the Wolfpack's leading scorer, their best three-point shooter, their top steals man, and an outstanding candidate for this year's 15-man All-ACC team. DJ Horn, welcome to the David Glenn Show and the North Carolina Sports Network. How are you? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. It's great to have you. I have seen you and your family use the phrase dream come true to describe your time at NC State. What have been the best parts of that dream so far? Uh, yeah, man, just, you know, being able to go every day, going to these games, um, just go about every day, just knowing I have that family support uh, right around the corner. Um, I think, you know, nothing can beat that. Uh, you know, basketball, the season, you know, is full of ups and downs, you know, so to be able to have your family uh, to fall back on uh, during those lows and even during the highs, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's always love. For those who haven't seen it, the Wolfpack basketball and social media teams just did an awesome job on about a six-minute-long video tribute to our guest, DJ Horn, interviewing him, his father, Lamar. They follow DJ to his family home as he's driving around his hometown, visited some of the places where he played and went to school. What were your emotions like, DJ, when you watched that six-minute video for the first time? Uh, yeah, um, you know, if you haven't watched it, you know, definitely go check that out. It's on my Instagram, at DJ Horn. Uh, Pac-Man's basketball did a great job, you know, putting that together for me. It meant a lot just to, um, just for them to even come to me with something like that. You know, not everybody uh, gets to have something like that. So for them to see me as, you know, someone of importance enough to get a video made like that, you know, it meant a lot for me. But um, just, you know, as we were going through the creation of the video and everything, you know, just going around to my old AAU gyms, old, you know, my middle school where, you know, basketball for me really started at, um, it was just kind of a full circle moment for me and just, it kind of allowed me to reflect on, you know, just my whole career and, you know, everything that it took to get to this point um, and, you know, who was kind of with me along the way. As a guy who's more than twice your age, I'm lucky enough that I still have my mom. If my mom saw a video like that about me, there'd be tears streaming down her face. 
How did your mom or dad react, your buddies, your teammates, or anybody else? Because it, given your journey, man, it just seems like an emotional thing. Yeah, um, for both of them, you know, I know it was a proud dad moment, proud mom moment. Um, you know, they've been with me every step of the way uh, with this basketball journey. And uh, just, you know, for me to kind of get to this point, um, it's kind of a thanks to them just to, you know, show them that, you know, all the time and effort they put into, um, you know, getting me to AAU tournaments, getting me to this training session, working out with this trainer, uh, you know, it just all kind of pays off. So um, just to kind of see them get to sit back now and just smile and watch the games and see me, you know, perform the way I do, um, it, it means a lot because I know that, you know, they they definitely, uh, you know, put a lot of time and effort into it, you know, traveling from Illinois State or from North Carolina to Illinois State and then from uh, North Carolina to Arizona State, you know, those aren't easy tasks. So uh, the fact that they were able to do that a lot um, just showed me how much they care for me as far as the basketball went. And um, now that I'm home, you know, it's just a quick little 10 minute drive to PNC or, you know, anywhere along the East Coast is not as bad as, you know, uh, a flight over the West, over to the West Coast. So, um, yeah, man, it's just, you know, it, it means a lot, man. Just the, the fact that I have both of them here to, um, you know, witness this and everything is, you know, like I said, a dream come true. <laughs> Wolfpack star DJ Horn is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Your dad had a cool role in the video along with you, and he's told the story that before your senior year of high school, you tried to apologize to your dad for not yet getting a scholarship offer at that point. And I think your dad's response was, DJ, dude, you've been working your tail off. You you shouldn't be apologizing for anything. Uh, what is your recollection of that kind of roller coaster that you lived for a long time when maybe for a while you weren't even sure if your dream of becoming a college basketball player at any level was going to come true? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, when I was younger, uh, I was definitely hard on myself, you know, going into a you travel basketball, you know, you those tournaments, you're going, you know, somebody's almost guaranteed to get an offer, whether it be somebody on your team or somebody you just played against, you know, you're going to see on Twitter, oh, this kid was just offered by X amount of schools. So, you know, um, you know, when you go to those tournaments and, you know, I have good showings, you know, my dad would be there every step of the way, uh, recording all my games, you know, giving me the rundown of how I played after. And, um, you know, just to, to see how slow that process was for me and how I would feel like I would go out there and maybe, you know, one up somebody who was getting all these offers, um, you know, it was just kind of disappointing. And it, it, it got to a point where I was feeling like, you know, I was kind of wasting his time and just, uh, you know, it just wasn't paying off for me. So, uh, you know, he was really good with just staying in my ear, um, especially during that time, because I felt like uh, it could have been very easily for me to just kind of quit um, altogether with basketball and just kind of like give up trying uh, to impress these coaches. You always have you always have this big smile on your face when you talk about your family and your friends, which is a cool part of your story. Is it true that at some point mom and dad either like took out a mortgage or sold a house to get an RV so they could <laughs> be in Arizona all the way across the country to see more of your Sun Devils games? Yeah, man. Uh, I was actually away. I think I was in Arizona at the time when uh, they, they just called me out of the blue and said, hey, DJ, you know, we got an RV. We'll be out there soon. I'm like, 
An RV? <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all didn't one up the whole Horn family traveling to the games, man. <laughs> uh, you, you, it went from you know rental cars to flights to now you got a whole mobile home on wheels. So, uh, you know, I was excited for them because I know like that's something that our family likes to do. We love to travel and everything. So, uh, being able to travel in that type of way, you know, it's just another blessing that you know God allowed us to have. God allowed them to have, um, which in turn was able to you know make make them be able to come out there and see me. And I think they were out there for that whole, that was my junior year at Arizona State. They were out there the whole year and just vacation really. So, uh, you know, to be able to do that, um, you know, like I said, it's just blessings. Every college basketball player knows what it's like to have a friend or family member say, hey, can you get me tickets to this game or that game? I have read that you've got a list like 20 plus long and that's just for home games. I don't even know what they ask you for when you go on the road. Do you need like a personal secretary to handle all those requests? I mean, because oh, yeah. that's a lot, man. Oh, yeah. If this was like, you know, a little bit later on on the road, you know, my mom would probably be my whole agent, my financial agent. Really just everything, you know, she, she's she uh, been a big help with this, um, just allowing me to kind of just focus on the basketball piece. I knew coming home, you know, it was going to be hectic as far as, you know, the tickets and the games and everything. So um, I ended up investing in a suite. So that's why I, mean, I got a suite at PNC. So that comes with like 16 tickets. So that cool. helps a lot as far as, you know, trying to get all my family and friends in there. And, you know, we all, all the players get like four tickets. So that's kind of where I get to, you know, play around with my friends. I try to get some extras for, well, I wouldn't even say try. I have to get extra to my teammates. <laughs> so uh, shout out to my teammates if y'all see this, man. Um, but yeah, you know, it's that's what I, that's why I came here for. Though I, I expected that, and you know, it just it's just another added layer of love that I'm getting to see um, coming from everybody in my hometown. Here's one more layer of love. Earlier this month, you took the time to visit as a big time college basketball star the young people at Reedy Creek Middle School, your own middle school. And I remember you calling it kind of one of those full circle moments in your life. What were your most important messages to those young people as you were talking to them who are basically in the shoes that you were in about a decade or so ago? Uh, yeah, you know, that was that was very that was very it was a very big moment for me. Um, you know, my middle school coach from back then and I are still very locked in to this day. He's been coming to my games and everything here in Raleigh. Uh, for So for him to, you know, allow me to be able to do something like that, um, it meant everything. Because like you said, a full circle moment, I was literally those kids looking up to the college basketball players wanting to be like them. So um, just going in there, uh, my main message was, you know, just stay, you know, focused. And if, you know, basketball is something you really want to do, you got to definitely put in the work and everything. But, you know, it definitely starts in this classroom. Uh, you got to make sure you're staying on top of your grades and everything because, you know, uh, with no books, you don't have no ball. So, um, you know, while they're still young, you know, I want to instill that early and everything. But uh, just to kind of, you know, try to give them a little taste of my journey and how, uh, you know, you might not start off as a McDonald's All-American 20 offers, uh, you know, coming out of high school. So uh, just, you know, staying true to yourself and knowing that everybody's path is different. Um, that was my main message to try to get to them. So, uh, so that they don't get discouraged if there's bumps along the road. Michael Burrard, Managing Director Investments with the Founders Group at Stiefel, works with a select group of high net worth individuals and institutions to develop and implement 
investment plans tailored to their specific objectives and risk tolerances. If you are interested in highly personalized, well-researched guidance and outstanding personal service, you can contact Michael at 984-364-2002. That's 984-364-2002. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. One interesting part of your story among many is that after you have those two great seasons at Illinois State, your dad, a former member of the United States Marine Corps, was not entirely comfortable, at least at the beginning, with the idea of you leaving your original university. So apparently you all have some deep conversations about the nature of commitment and loyalty and those kinds of things. How did you as a family make it through two different transfer decisions while you're weighing kind of commitment and loyalty on the one hand, but you're also weighing these amazing opportunities, including the one at NC State on the other hand? Um, yeah, you know, from the from day one, the goal was always to play, you know, like at a Division One Power Five school. So I knew um, coming into college that that was going to be my ultimate goal. Um, you know, I wanted to play my best I could at Illinois State, and you know, just uh, where things were lining up and you know how we were winning, I didn't think that you know it was going to give me the best opportunity, like you said, and uh, that's what ultimately led me to go to Arizona State. Um, my mom's side of the family is all from California, so I have some family out there. So I knew I was going to be able to have some family support if I needed it. And um, just, just the opportunity, man. Duke legend, uh, Bobby Hurley at the point guard, you know, wanted to go soak up as much knowledge as I could from him. Um, and, you know, last year, uh, my last year out there, we ended up making the tournament. So um, it definitely taught me a lot. And, you know, going into the last year, I just wanted to, you know, be home. Uh, give give my friends and family the chance to see me play and rock out my last year and uh, hopefully try to be, you know, the lead person to um, help take a team back to the tournament. I remember at one point you said that as a little guy, you would root for Duke. Now that you wear a Wolfpack uniform, are you still allowed to admit that out loud or, or, or what? <laughs> I don't think I'll get any hard feelings, man. We were all young at some point, man. My favorite team. <laughs> I ain't got no shame in my game. But, uh, you know, I'm a proud Wolfpack now. So, um, you know, it's, it's different now once you kind of step into those four lines and you're playing with the uh, school across your chest. So, um, you know, I'm always going to be rooting for my team, whatever team I'm on. Uh, so I think that's a little behind me now. <laughs> so when I was about your age right now, I was covering Bobby Hurley as a player for the Duke Blue Devils. And I don't know you very well the way I know Coach Hurley, but you both are point guards, obviously. You're both really fiery guys. You're both intense competitors. I'm dying to know, like, what were your biggest takeaways from two years with Coach Hurley, given that you seem to have some similarities, but those similarities could either lead to great things or, like, Collisions. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, those two years out there with Bobby Hurley, you know, they were great. Um, it was it was like a you know, especially from where I was at geographically, you know, it, it was a change. Uh being out on the West Coast, I loved it. Um, but just, you know, more specifically with Bobby, um, he was a great guy, man. He he gave, I feel like, me the the best example of what, you know, the next level would be like in terms of uh like how a team is run, how coaches, you know, treat their players at the next level and everything. So he was more, 
like, you know, giving us a lot of freedom, uh, making sure, you know, um, you know, we were ready for the games and everything like that. So uh, just, you know, being around him and seeing how he went around his business, he would always give us stories about, um, you know, his days playing and everything. So just trying to like imitate some of the some of the good things he did that got him into his zone and everything like that. And uh, he helped me definitely, you know, simplify my game, I feel like. Um, even though, you know, it's it's kind of, it's called guard you out there. He get he gives his guard a lot of freedom. Uh I think it during that time it helped me uh simplify my game and learn, you know, how I get my buckets, how to get to my spots, uh, at an efficient clip. For those who don't know, there are not a lot of five year starters in the history of college basketball, right? Because you happen to come along during the COVID era and y'all got that option of one extra year. So, so our guest, DJ Horn, is a five-year starter. Now, as a senior at Arizona State, you mentioned that great success and the NCAA tournament victory and all that. Did you know, because you had that sort of bonus year of eligibility, did you think in the back of your mind, man, if the Wolfpack needs a point guard, how can I turn down – the dream scenario that you described earlier going home in front of family and friends, because it's hard to leave a place you have success, I imagine, but it's also hard to say no, if at some point you realize that NC state is an option. Yeah, for sure. You know, during that time, it was definitely a hard decision. You know, um, I liked being out there in Tempe, um, you know, things just shook up to be, you know, that, you know, had some guys graduating, uh, has a couple guys transferring, everything like that. So we weren't going to be the same team uh, that went to the tournament. So it was a lot of, you know, different factors that played into that. But, you know, once NC State did present the opportunity with, uh, you know, Jarkel leaving, Baby T leaving, uh, you know, it was the scoring was wide open. And um, as a guard who likes to score the ball, you know, why not go score the ball in my hometown for my last year? Um, so that's really, you know, kind of what it went, went into it. Um, but I think I did, you know, make the right decision. I don't know much about Illinois State's traditions, but I'm wondering if you have had to learn three different hand signals. Because I know the Sun Devils have forks up. I don't know if you're still allowed to show us forks up. But I imagine you can definitely show us the wolfy hand signal. Can, are there three that you had to learn? I'm not sure. Yeah, they do the Wolfpack or um, Arizona State. They had the uh, the fork, the fear of fork. So that was like you know just a little finger motion. And then the Wolfpack one, definitely you know throw that one up. Now uh, I don't think Illinois State had one. Now that I can you know try to remember back, uh, they were like roll birds. But like, yeah, I think I don't think they had a hand signal. Though. Speaking of hand signals, you publicly apologized for we'll call it the double bird gesture earlier this year. Uh, that you made in a game and you got reprimanded from the ACC office. You say on social media, that is not who I am. What can you share about those 24 hours that I know you've described like as among the craziest 24 hours of your life? And were you able to learn from, from that experience or, you know, apologize to your referees or take advice from your mom or dad or your coach? Just, just um, you know, it's, you, as you said, it was like it put you on the map, not the way you intended but it's on the list of things that have had you in the national spotlight. Yeah, um, you know, definitely, you know, like I said, one of the craziest 24 hours. Um, but, you know, it was it was a big lesson learned at the end of the day. Um, you know, 
You know, you got 50, 50, 50 people, uh, you know, loving you for it, telling you, oh, we got your bag, this, this, and that, and the other half, you know, oh, he's on national television doing this, my kids were watching and everything. So, uh, you know, like I said, lesson learned. Um, I know that going forward, I have to, you know, guard myself and, you know, go uh, protect the way I'm, you know, going about uh, really doing anything because, you know, anybody's watching whether or not, you know, it's, in the game on national television or off the court, walking around on campus, you know, everybody's watching. And uh, the fact that I, I kind of am who I am playing basketball here, it kind of puts a bigger target on my back. So uh, just making sure that I'm always guarding, you know, what I'm doing uh, in, the, in the spotlight because, you know, somebody's always watching, you know, somebody could be looking up to you. And uh, I just always want to set the, the right example. Um, so, in a game like that, you know, I'm a competitive, fiery guy. Sometimes the emotions get uh, the best of me, and uh, I feel like that was just one of those times right there. That I let the emotions kind of get the best of me. A few more things for DJ Horn, Wolfpack st uh, star, as we come down the stretch. You have worn the jersey number zero at all three of those universities. It's even part of your social media handles. For those who want to check out his stuff, it's at DJ Horn. Horn, of course, has an E at the end at DJ Horn, and then the number zero. Is it just a number? Or is there something meaningful about it for you keeping it all those years? Um, I mean, I always liked a low number. Um, it's actually a, a funny story going into that. Um, going into my freshman year, I was supposed to wear the number two. So had I got that two, I probably would have tried to just rock out two my whole co uh, college career. But um it was about maybe a month before I was supposed to arrive on campus at Illinois State where my head coach called me and was like, um, we're getting a, a, a grad, a senior guard. So he's supposed to come in, you know, help learn the ropes and everything like that. Um, and he wanted uh, two. And it, at first he had wanted zero, but um, uh, some things, I guess, I guess he changed his mind. By the time he got there, he was like, hey, little bro, if you want zero, you can have it. And I'm eyes lit up, man. So uh, I took that zero, and then the rest was history, man. Everywhere else I uh, went to, you know, it was open. It wasn't really any problems. Didn't have to step on any toes. So uh, it was pretty easy. If you are anywhere near Wilmington, North Carolina, and looking for a little live music, a cold beer, a tangy slushy, a fun crowd, or just a taste of the good life at the beach, Jimmy's Bar in Wrightsville Beach is the place for you. Located on North Lumina Avenue, just one block from the sand and waves of the Atlantic Ocean, Jimmy's features a full bar with nightly beer and drink specials, and it hosts musical performers almost every day of the year. One more fun fact, Jimmy's annual children's bike drive, which started in 2017, now distributes more than 1,000 bicycles and helmets per year to young people in the Wilmington area and beyond. Jimmy's Bar, your home away from home on Lumina Avenue in Wrightsville Beach. You have the highest scoring average of your entire five-year career right now at about 17 points a game. You have the highest three-point shooting percentage of your entire career at about 43%. You have the best assist-to-turnover ratio of your entire college career. How do you describe what has clicked so well for you this season? Either the X's and the O's, your coaches, the system, your teammates, or maybe even mom and dad's home cooking 10 minutes away. 
Um, yeah, you know, I think it's just the experience. Um, like, you know, this being my fifth year playing college basketball, I just felt like uh, the game is very simple for me now. And, um, uh, you know, I, like I said, I know how to get to my spots. Uh, and, you know, I'm not really out there trying to do anything that I know I'm not capable of doing. So uh, the fact that, you know, I got that mindset along with Coach Keats, who uh, gives his guards a lot of freedom, um, I think it's, you know, it's, it's paying out for me. The Wolfpack made the NCAA tournament last year, even without you, and you made the NCAA tournament last year at Arizona State. Seems like every little kid with a basketball in his or her hands does dream about March Madness. Was it what you dreamed of last year when you did experience it for the first time? Uh, yeah, I would say it was it was that, and then some. Um, you know, we came in and had to play in the first four, so that was out in Dayton, um, and even that game, you know. A lot of a lot of buzz around it. A lot of people came out for it to be, you know, teams that weren't, you know, based out of Dayton, Ohio. Um, so just to see like the media coverage, how serious they took that, and um, just you know how much how many people came out to watch the game. It was like, okay, this is just the first four, so we got to win and see what the big dog is about. And then uh, sure enough, when we got to Denver um, and played there, it was like you know the media was on steroids um getting to the arena we play where the nuggets play at so you know walking in i'm thinking okay it's gonna reflect like a college game i'm thinking i'm going to play with the nuggets you know it's a, like a sold out arena <laughs> and everything so uh you know that electricity that atmosphere that's you know that's something you dream of as a player hitting big shots the crowd going crazy looking up just seeing everybody you know cheering and everything so uh it was definitely, you know, like like I said, everything I dreamed of in this. Um, you know, that's why getting that little taste, you know, has lit that fire under me to get back. Last two questions for DJ Horn. One is you have about 1,850 career points, and you have at least, you know, nine or ten games remaining, depending on how the postseason goes. There are not a lot of players, DJ, that have – I mean, a tiny percentage in the history of college basketball – of players get to 2,000 or more career points. Is that meaningful to you at all? Or is that even on your radar as you're coming down the stretch of your final season? Um, You know, as a scorer, you know, you always want to hit, you know, certain marks, you know, just, you know, it's like a cool thing to look back on. Um, But for me, uh, I, I didn't even really know I was that close until like this the other day. I think our social media team put out something that I had reached like 18K or something like that. So, uh, to see that, I was like, oh, wow, you know. So it definitely kind of put it on my radar. But, you know, I just want to go out there and play basketball the right way, uh, whatever way that's going to help my team win. So if that means going out there and trying to score 30, I'll do that. But, um, you know, whatever at the end of the day gets us to win and can help us get back uh, to playing in March. And that leads me to my last question. You guys do have a good record right now, but it's probably not a good enough record if the season ended today for you to be selected for the NCAA tournament. Y'all still have a trip to Chapel Hill ahead. Y'all still get to host Duke, that team we talked about earlier in Raleigh. You have plenty of other big games too. How do you describe the conversation right now in your own locker room regarding your remaining goals and, and how you guys can accomplish them? Oh, yeah, you know, the, we all have the same motivation as far as what's left on the table for the rest of the season. Uh, I think Coach Keats has done a good job motivating us and uh, instilling in us that, you know, we still do have great opportunities left on our uh, on our schedule to um, get us in the conversation for the tournament. 
Uh, for us, it's just, you know, worrying about us. You know, we started off 5-1 and one in the ACC. It's something that NC State hasn't done in a long time. So uh, just knowing that, you know, we're still that same team and uh, we still got the same players, still got the guys, uh, same guys who were making shots uh, during that stretch. So uh, just trying to get back to, the, to that uh, team is, you know, been our main focus uh, with the, you know, the games we have left on our schedule. His name is DJ Horn. He grew up right in the middle of ACC country watching ACC basketball, and he has a great chance of ending his college career as a member of that all-ACC team, playing awesome ball for the Wolfpack. DJ, thank you for this extended visit here on the David Glenn Show. Uh, I love your story, man. I appreciate your time with us, and I wish you well the rest of the way. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate that. You got it. Thanks to everyone across North Carolina for joining us today on the David Glenn Show and the North Carolina Sports Network.